Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alex, you're already late for your own podcast. Oh, where where are we even meeting? I no, no I'm gonna fi- I'll figure it out. It's fine. Alex tries her best. Oh my gosh. Well, this is actually very exciting. So um, I couldn't believe this, but literally for the guests we have on the show today, Eric was like, do you realize... She- Bruna hasn't been here in six months. Six months. Which we've now been doing this podcast for six months. We recorded her first episode on Valentine's yeah, Day. Exactly. Aww. And you were our first podcast yes. guest. What an honor. It I was like, <laughs> You're like the inaugural. It's not that much of an honor. That's the right word. No, yeah. it is. Yeah. That's awesome. I was so, but like, we always knew we wanted to have you back. Yeah. By the way, Bruna is on the show again today. <laughs> and if you have not listened to the self-love podcast that we did and the ghosting and dating a podcast we did go all the way back in you know scroll, scroll up scroll 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 listen scroll. they're really good I actually I, I always love when I get still get messages like about that one about the self love oh, one I love and that. yeah it's it was such a good one and so we knew we wanted to have you back and me and Erica were trying to figure out a couple weeks ago we're like okay what what are we gonna do and you posted an uh an article um and a blog that you had done about going with the flow mm-hmm. and I was like ooh it kind of like I still don't know if we want to call it going with the flow or DTR, but like determining the relationship. But um, I thought that was such an interesting thing because that's something that I, that's been a big lesson for me in 2019, and I think that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. if you're more anxious personality types, you struggle with. Which at this point, I'm like everyone. I yeah, feel like literally. I'd speak to is like I have bad anxiety. So, but there's a lot of people We're all who are together. You know, conflict or they're. They move towards conflict. There's people who are yeah. so like avoidant sometimes there's or conflict fearful. Avo- yeah. Exactly. More fearful, avoidant, like whatever. So, um, but that being said, today we're going to talk about going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Now, Bruna, in case people haven't um, listened to the other podcast, why don't you give a little quick intro? Um, I'll let you introduce yourself, even though I kind <laughs> of already did. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My name is Bruna. <laughs> uh, I'm a... I hate the label stuff because I'm like, I don't know. I do so many things, but primarily writing. So I write for um, Playboy as a dating columnist. I am the author of the book, Let That Shit Go. And I have a website called The Problem With Dating. So I really have dived into this whole dating relationship, self-love world for Mm. like about a decade now. I started writing about that stuff. So that's kind of like. Yeah, that's been interesting. Um, so I really love talking about that. I'm also a certified life coach. So really my I feel like my purpose and everything I do lends back to reminding people who they are, reminding people about love and kind mm-hmm. of opening dialogue about that. So that being said, um, what really stood out to me and it was it's always so fun when people like because you just started going to therapy um, mm-hmm. and it's always fun when people write about their therapy experience mm-hmm. and then you have a secondhand enlightening moment through their therapy mm-hmm. session like and that totally happened with me so Bruna just started going to therapy and I mean I guess I can let you uh summarize what you wrote in the blog post but about going with the flow and so if you could tell the listener 
basically your dilemma and what your therapist said. We can go from there. Okay. Yeah. So I started therapy maybe like two months ago. And during one of our sessions, you know, dating and love and relationships comes up a lot in our sessions. And I I was talking to her about this whole idea of going with the floor, floor, Mm -hmm. going with the floor. I just got like a step up, like vision, like a movie vision right now. Anyway, um, so we started talking about that because I do like I was getting bad anxiety with, you know, just surrendering and trusting and letting someone back into my life and, and being the type of person where it's like because of what I do, so many people are watching my love life and my mm-hmm. relationships and, and I feel like it's put on this pedestal. And to be honest, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm learning as I go. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've always kind of criticized myself about or shamed myself about is going with the flow. I felt like I could never go with the flow. I felt like I always had to know what's going to happen, feel like I had control and that's all fear, right? Like mm-hmm. I was afraid. So I wanted to have control, but you just can't have control all the time. So we talked about that and she dropped a bomb on me. She was just like, we were talking about a situation where I didn't know where I stood with this person. And she was basically like, you know, you need to have that conversation, the DTR conversation. and Determine the relationship. Right. So you know. The whole, you know, that conversation that gets, you know, so much flack because it's like, oh, what are we? What Like, why do you have to have that? Because you need the conversation, yeah, first of yeah, all. Yeah. So, but my reaction was, oh, but I really just, I want to embrace going with the flow. I feel like I never do. And that's when she was like, Bruna, when it comes to life, you do go with the flow. Whatever happens, you seem to adjust and you're very flexible and you seem to accept whatever's mm-hmm. going on and make the best of it. That's not the same as this. And then she was like, how can you go with the flow when you don't know where the flow is going? Right. Mic drop. Here's all my money. Thanks for talking to me. Good talk. I was just like, oh my gosh, like that makes so much sense. So she was basically explaining that for me personally, what she's noticed, and I agree, is that my anxiety is sparked not so much if I have an undesirable outcome or if something happens that I'm not a fan of. It's not knowing what's going on at all. And so in this scenario, it's like, okay, well, yeah, you can't control another person. You shouldn't have to, but you can control, you know, trying to find some stability or trying to find some resolution in the areas that are fuzzy. So have that conversation and then whatever happens, happens, but at least you'll know where you stand. Mm. And so I realized after that session with my therapist that I was looking at going with the flow in a completely different way. I felt like I literally just had to not have a say or ask for anything and just surrender to whatever happens mm-hmm. and be okay with that. When in reality, it's no, you deserve to know where you stand. You are more than um, deserving of, of knowing who you are to someone and where you stand in their life. It's just a matter of taking that information and doing what feels best for you in that given scenario. So after that, I was like, girl... <laughs> I've been doing this all wrong. Let me tell you, that bomb, like, I got, like, secondhand, just, I mean. <laughs> a gut punch. <laughs> yeah. Because, so, you know, I, I love, though, how you were, like, I'm I'm private about, you know, that area of my life. And it is interesting because I'm someone who, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a relationship, relationship expert. 
but that's something I really, and I think if anyone follows me on social media, they know it is something that I'm constantly talking about. And when, and I kind of also, when things kind of strike a chord with me, I'll tend to repost them. And yeah. something I think just this whole last year, I've been doing a lot um, of reflection and digging. And um, one thing that I think that I can say about 2019 and probably just probably for the past year and a half is wanting to keep things sacred and closer to, to my chest, especially when you are, do have a platform or there are more eyes on you um, just being like, oh, this is something not because it's unhealthy, right? There's a difference between when something's toxic and unhealthy and closing other people off. Like, right. you know, don't do that. Like, you know, but also, but be more selective about the voices, the wise discerning mm-hmm. voices I let into my life um, because a lot of people can project things onto you, mm-hmm, right? right. That, that might be their experience. And I've been more, uh, just more in, in tune with that. So that being said, um, without, I think, giving too many details because it is something, you know, my relationships are something that I'm trying to be uh, just, you know, again, holding it closer to my chest. This year was a big lesson for me in that, kind of like what you just talked about. And so I had found myself in a situation where I was seeing someone and it was, one thing I will say is it was very intentional. Like, good guy, all these things. And, but what I was seeing happen in my life was because it was something also unfamiliar and it it didn't work out just spoiler alert, but it was such a good learning experience for me. And I did so much growing because it was a lot of me recognizing my triggers and also feeling intense anxiety throughout a lot of it. Um, because it was unfamiliar for me. And I think also it was more of this, oh my gosh, like what if he loses interest or like mm-hmm. what if, um, you know, I, I, being scared of any type of conflict or the big one for me was more of the DTR mm-hmm. relationship. Now, at the beginning of it, you know, we did have a conversation where I was very forward and we both were like, no, here's where we both are. We're moving through this with intention, whatever, whatever, whatever. But as months were going by, I was finding myself being like, Again, trying to be like, go with the flow. I wanted to have certain things in in conversations in person. You know, we were both traveling a lot. Um, and so I realized, like, that was a lot of my anxiety. And looking back, it had ended. Um, but looking back, I still wouldn't have changed anything. Mm-hmm. But I think I would have given myself, after seeing that, given myself to have more permission of, like, it's okay to just check in and be like, hey, are we still on the same pay- page? Absolutely. And not be terrible. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I think for me, I put so much emphasis on the timing of it. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily that talk because I knew that it wasn't something he would have freaked out about or, mm-hmm. like, rejected or shut down or anything like that. But it was more of the timing of it. And I think when I had eventually did do it, ironically, then we broke up a week later because I think it probably shifted something and things into perspective for him. But the thing is, whether the timing of that would have never changed the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think ultimately the things I learned was, oh, you know, whether the person's ready or not, like you, if, if saying, hey, where are we, which this wasn't why, you know, Mm -hmm. it ended, but a lot of people are scared of that because they're they're scared that it will scare that person off. If that's going to scare that person off, yeah, right. then that person's not ready to be with you because that should right. not scare a grown ass man or woman away. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Like, well, I also feel like that type of conversation sometimes gets misconstrued as like, 
I need you to lay out the blueprint for the rest of our lives right? together. And I'm like, first of all, take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Relax. not what I'm asking. Yeah. It's very simple. All I want to know is here and now. Where are we? What are we to each other? Any answer is accepted and appreciated and there's no right or wrong. Yeah. I'm, it's literally, like you said, a check-in. Big fan of check-ins. Love a check-in. Hmm. I'm overly communicative and yeah. I know that can make some people feel exhausted who are like close to me. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, listen, what you may fail to acknowledge or understand is if we don't talk about it, I'm still thinking about it yeah. and I will fill in the blanks on my own. Yeah. And those answers that I put in may not be anywhere close to the truth because they're going to be sifted through my own trauma and experiences. Mm -hmm. So you can either let me know what's really going on and we can move from there or you can like throw the wild card and have me fill in the blanks, which will probably not work in your favor. No. So like, I think check-ins are healthy. I think learning how to communicate about topics that may make you uncomfortable is healthy. And like you said, if that simple question, which I know may not always yield simple answers, but still, if just having a conversation with someone that you're even thinking of having a relationship with creates that big of a deal, this is not someone that would probably have a healthy relationship with no. you. Right. You're and exactly that's, right. that's the other thing is like knowing that it's not always about you, like yep. that fear and anxiety and ready, not ready, all this stuff. It's like, OK, but it's not about me. It's about you and where you're at. And that has nothing to do with me, per se. Mm. So you just have to take it for what it is and know that, OK, well, all I can do is show up the best way I can be honest about my needs and wants, be honest about whether or not I'm, you know, Asking and, and knowing, first of all, you got to know what you want. We can't ask for what you want if you don't know what you want. So you have to figure that out and then see what happens. And if it doesn't, you know, work out the way that you'd hoped, at least you can say like, you know what? I put my best foot forward and I did what I could. Mm. And that gets With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gives me peace of mind. Yeah. That's like, um, I, I remember when I was kind of going through what you you and your therapist had talked about it, talked about me and my therapist we're talking about like I always love the phrase like I need to take a pulse on the situation mm -hmm. um and so it's like for me that's kind of what that was and so but on the flip side of it I love how you said like oh and this is I think normal for especially anxious people too like you don't want me to sit here and come <laughs> up or project my past experiences onto you mm -hmm. and fill in the blanks of what could or could not be happening on the flip side of that when I was in a situation where I was like, I just, is this still heading in the right direction? It feels like it's heading in the right direction. Um, and again, like most relationships, either relationships end or they keep going. Like, right. and sometimes they end. That's and the scariest reality about it, them. It is. It's <laughs> the scariest reality about them. Truly. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that like, just because it ends, it was a bad situation. It was right. a bad relationship not. or anything like that. Yeah. So in this situation, it ended. Um, but... I was just like, for me, I think because 
the, you know, there are a lot, there's a lot of anxiety surrounding abandonment or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. It was really learning for me to find the balance between getting a pulse on the situation, mm-hmm. but also checking me and my anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Because I'd have to sit here and be like, okay, are you projecting right now? Like, what what do we know to be true about this situation? Like, yeah, what has what's this person, really happening? Yeah, what's really happening here? What has this person proved to you? Like, mm-hmm. whatever that, you know, might be. And then just, like, having to deal with my, my shit, like, my right. stuff. And so there is a balance, right? Because uh, the extreme, and I would hope that people wouldn't be doing this, I guess the str- extreme, um, other extreme side of that is, when you let your anxiety take over every day where you're going to that person every day, hey, where, are we are oh, we good? Yeah, right. You know, like, yeah, is everything yeah, okay? Yeah. Are we good? I don't know. You didn't text back as quick, quick as possible. Like, just, you know, stuff like that. And so it's like finding that, for me, it had been finding the balance of being reasonable. But I think I was when I did um, being reasonable and then checking my anxiety, but also somehow expressing my needs. Um but that is something that's really hard for me. Expressing my needs mm-hmm. is so difficult for me. And mm-hmm. I've noticed in relationships and in friendships as well. So romantic or platonic relationships, I do have a tendency to put my needs on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And I will not voice things because conflict is scary to me. And I've Same. realized I'm really good at self-disclosure. I'm really bad at a lot of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And the vulnerability for me, I'm like, oh, no, I can be vulnerable. No, vulnerable for me is conflict. Being truly vulnerable with someone is sitting in conflict or discomfort with someone, and that's something that I can't really do. So for me, a DTR conversation could lead to some type of conflict or some type of disagreement or us being on different pages or, like, what does that mean? And so that's why I think, for me at least, why that can be such a scary conversation because, oh, my gosh, well, what if it's a – what what if it's a answer I don't want to hear? Right. Well, guess what? I remember when um, the I think the last check in, you know, that me and this guy had did, I really had to go into it and check my intentions. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, am I doing am I saying what I'm about to say right now? Because I'm hoping to pull some answer out of this guy. Or am I really okay if he's not ready to give me an answer right now? Like, am I still going to like. Am I going to be fine if I say this and I don't get the answer I want to hear? Well, okay, yeah, then I can still do this. Like, maybe it'll take a few days. Who knows? I don't know. But, like, so for me, it was really, I learned and I was really proud of myself. Like, I put my best foot forward. Mm -hmm. I was really proud of myself. And also to be like, wow, I, girl, I addressed some shit. Good for you. I did. It was the coolest thing ever. And it was but it was also really hard and mm-hmm. painful to address triggers in my life from like exes mm-hmm. and also try not to project onto, you know, this guy or whatever it was. It was hard, but it was like so rewarding. And so, yeah, anyways, that's why I was just like, this is good because I remember kind of to your point about going with the flow relationships are also something that's always been different for me. Like when it comes to my career, um, you know, friendships, whatever, I'm very like, you know, I'll either go for it, but I also know like things will work out the way that they will. And I remember, um, I'm going to shout my friend Delaney. Um, so Delaney and I are so different when it comes to like religion, like, like just, she's an atheist. 
I'm like a Christian. And she says she always like says that because she's like, she, when we were 20 years old and in college, she went to UK, I went to another school. She said something to me and she actually repeated it to me the other night. I remember her being like, Alex, you always have so much faith in everything. And for some reason, you've always lacked that faith when it's come to your romantic life. And I've never understood it. Mm -hmm. And here we are 10 years later. And she was saying this. She's like, I'm going to repeat something to you that I told you when I was, we were 20. And she was just like, that is like, let's address that. And I was like, wow, that's true. Like I can go with the flow and have faith in so many areas of my life. Like why would that not translate to this specific area of my life? Right. Yeah. And so when we talk about going with the flow, when you did say like, how can you go with the flow if you don't know where the, where the river's even going? That man, that just like struck a whole chord for me. So anyways, I that's- think it has to do like, I feel like all of us are women, obviously. And I think women have a really hard time with being okay with like what comes next if we don't know what comes next. And so like, I don't think men sit at home as often and like think about like, well, where's this going? Right? I mean, they might, but I feel I resonate hard with everything you just said. Cause I'm the same way, like career wise, friendship wise, mm-hmm. like from the outside, it could be like, wow, she could really freak out right now. And I'm just like, it's going to work out. Like I'm not, but romantic relationships, not the same. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I also started to look at with myself. And I was like, why is this different than everything else? And the only thing I could come up with was I've experienced successful career. I've experienced mm. successful friendships. I have not experienced a successful romantic relationship. So I don't mm. even know what that looks like. I don't well. even know what that feels like. So how am I going to have that faith for it when I've never felt it? Like that's literally something that I have to surrender to and just acknowledge that it's out there and that I deserve it and that it can happen even if I haven't seen it. And we're so close to our story that we keep playing it out subconsciously with other people. So when I would get triggered with people, which by the way, when people trigger you, it's like this weird backhanded compliment in a way because you can only become triggered by someone you feel safe with. Mm -hmm. So for someone to bring up something for you in a romantic relationship, it's almost like, oh shit, like this, this person means something enough to me to bring out shit that I didn't even realize I still have to deal with. Mm. They shed light on something. So the anxiety and all that um, with romantic relationships, I, like you were mentioning, it was self-inflicted for most of it. And it was one of those things where I had to realize, like, again, what's really happening and what is my mind telling me is happening Mm -hmm. because of what I've only seen and been used to And just kind of like falling into this pattern of, well, this is happening, which means this is going to happen because this is what always happens. And just kind of leading this line of like, why can't it be different? And I remember telling my therapist, too, when I would have anxiety, I was like, I hate that my go to reason is that I feel forgettable. Like, Mm. yeah. (laughs) And so I was just like, (laughs) so then I was like. I don't like that if I don't hear from someone, my immediate response is they forgot about me. Like, they don't care. Oh, no, you're making me emotional. Are you crying? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. 
I well, like, I'm, not men- I'm not mentally like here right now for this, so I'm, I did not realize you were crying. Okay, Sorry. it's okay. This is a safe yeah. place. This is good. <laughs> but I'm going to put a warning in the descriptor. Like, <laughs> listen when you feel safe and at home because you might cry. With tissue and yeah. waterproof mascara. Yeah. I have therapy tonight, too. Like, my therapist is not ready for me tonight. <laughs> well, you maybe you so got it out here. Share. It's okay. But yeah, I remember telling her that and she was like, well, are you forgettable? And I was like, no, like I know I'm not. I've had so many experiences in my life where people that I would literally have like a five minute conversation with resurface years later and they're like, I never forgot about that. And I'm just like, yeah, why do I think I'm so low when everyone around me like is like Bruna's? fucking amazing like it's just easier to feel like right. you're not worth any of this i think so many people struggle with that like oh yeah i can think is... back to every time i felt like that and alex is raising her hand so yeah <laughs> i can't talk yet it's okay <laughs> oh i just want to like jump over these mics and give you a hug but i'll hold it for after. i mean it was bound to happen i knew i was gonna cry on one of these podcast episodes i didn't think it was gonna be this one but like <laughs> surprise is, yeah right like it's amazing when someone can just say something and can resonate so deeply and just like pull this emotion out of you um but yeah like it is it is crazy when like I don't know if I like share this story. Like, it's funny how we went from going with the flow with triggers, but I think they all are so intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and this can like, it's also, this is not exclusive to romantic relationships. And it's like, I can't stress that enough. Of like, course, yeah. truly, I'm, I'm constantly um, stopping myself from, you know, projecting toxic friendships or, or things I had had experienced onto like other friends, mm-hmm. like with healthy relationships. Like, yeah. that's so real. I can't remember if I told this story on here before, like during another podcast we've done. Maybe not. But if I have, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell it again because I just remember having this really powerful moment towards the end of the like the last relationship I had. Again, super respectful man, an awesome character, you know, can't say enough good things. Um, but I remember one night we were supposed to we were supposed to go out to dinner. It was like a couple hours before a super valid reason he was like hey I am so sorry to do this for you but I have this huge thing tomorrow and I don't feel prepared for it like is it okay if we move to tomorrow night and like again wasn't just like you know blowing me off anything like that he was and I was just like yeah it's fine but I like remember being like why is my stomach so tight right now Mm -hmm. and it was the first time in my life that I actually was paying attention to my body and like being like is my body trying to tell me something like we're gonna we gotta follow this for a second and I remember I was just like what is going on like my stomach hurts like why do I feel sick by just because my first reaction was saying no like we made plans like it's tonight that was what I wanted my first reaction to be and I was just like why do I feel this way and I sat on the edge of my bed and I had responded. I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, you know, you know, I'll see you. To, I'll see you tomorrow. Whatever. But I sat on the edge of my bed and I just was like trying to follow it, like, and just follow the trail. And I, I like burst into tears because I remembered, um, I had dated a guy for Ugh. a bit. The one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, that one. <laughs> I had dated a guy for a bit and he would always, he, he would always say some things like, I can't respect Alex because she doesn't respect herself and she's too accommodating. And that's kind of like the thing like that he would always say. Hmm. Um, and so when I would bend over backwards or pl- like change things or drop everything to go mm. see him and stuff like that, it was, it was, it was weakness. Like it was, you're weak. 
I can't respect you because you don't respect yourself. Like, look, I, you know, even though he would, you know, ask me or whatever it might it's be. It's also like, like, then don't date me. Yeah, like, but it was also, okay. it was clear. That was clear. I mean, we could even go into deeper with that. But like, but I, I burst into tears because I realized, oh, I, here I am thinking that he's changing plans with me. And if I say, um, yeah, that's fine. He will no longer respect me because mm-hmm. I'm too accommodating. Mm-hmm. It's not, it wasn't a, I, I, my mind didn't think, oh, like this is really reasonable and understandable. Like I'm someone who's very busy too. And I've been in that same position and I've not felt good about it, but I've always appreciated when people have been like, yeah, no, totally fine. I get it. Yeah. Like do your thing and haven't made me feel. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guilty about that, especially when you go about it in such a respectful way. And I was like, wow, it's kind of amazing that my mind didn't go there. Like, and I, mm-hmm. I realized that trigger and I like squashed it immediately. And I was like, Good. that's not what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to project shitty partners I've had in the past onto good men that I'm now dating. Right. right. Like whether it's this guy, the last guy I dated, the next guy, I don't care. Like it's, it's just not, I'm not doing it. Right. And so even like with, when it came to going with the flow in that sense, right. Like it was really just me having to be like, okay, but what, you know, digging deeper. And it wasn't because I was just saying, you know, yeah, sure. No, I can go with the flow because I was scared of conflict. It was like, no, I really I remember thinking, do I want to see him? I can see him tomorrow. Right. I want to see him tomorrow. Why am I scared of saying yes? Like it was yeah. just kind of one of those things. But again, like, because sometimes I think that is a weakness and, you know, even to shift gears a little bit and kind of go back to what you were saying, I think about Erica, what you brought up about how like women are, I think, more mm-hmm. prone to going with the flow. I think it is probably rooted in um, and I society mean, for the last like 600 years. Yeah. That yeah. maybe more <laughs> literally, but like, because men are like a lot of men, the moment a woman has maybe brought up a, Hey, just like want to check in, like, where is this going? Are we on the same yeah. page? She's suddenly clingy. Right. She's right. crazy. Oh yeah. We get slapped with all the labels. Yeah. We're needy. So we we're clingy. Needy. We're all these things. And it's like, no, we're a human being. Yeah. Who wants to know what we're investing our time and energy it, into. It's just, that's it. Right. It's, right. It's literally, that's it. And anybody who has any type of emotional maturity to them will know that that is not a person being needy. That's a person or not. No one's trying to apply pressure to you. Like, I'm not saying, but like, we just need to make sure we're on the same page here. Because, again, I'm busy. Like, and so Mm -hmm. if I'm investing my time and emotional Mm -hmm. energy and all that into you, like, I deserve to know that we're on the same page here. Mm -hmm. Or at least moving intentionally in the same direction. Mm -hmm. It might not be the same pace. It might not be like, I always think it's interesting. Uh, I think something that has been brought up is guys or girls can be freaked out. Like, Oh, they, they like me more than I like them. That's normal. Mm -hmm. Like that usually is how this works. Like, I think that's, I, you know what I mean? Like, but um, as long as you're being, it's being respected and still intentional or whatever, like obviously that's a different thing, but like, Again, it's just, can we just get a pulse here? I just want to make sure I'm not wasting my time. Are you still yeah. in this? Like, right. you know, we, do we both still want 
a committed relationship eventually or or whatever that might look like? Do you want an open relationship if that's your thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, do you just want to... And I don't know is a valid answer, too. Like, yeah. it's Ooh, just like... I love that you said that. Yeah, because I think... Especially, oh God, there's so many things I want to say right now. Say okay. all of them. I know. I'm trying. I'm like going through a little She's thing like in my head right now. I have like head. an outline <laughs> going on. Okay. So first, I'll start back and, and work up to here. What you were saying about the guy switching plans with you, that's something that would also make me feel some type of way. And I think one of the, well, one thing is I've had a lot of people disrespect my time. And or make me feel like their time is more valuable than mine. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I like despise because I need you to understand that I'm thinking ahead and you're in my plans and that I I need you to appreciate that because you don't need to be there. Mm -hmm. I'm willingly doing that for you because I care about you and I'm creating space for you. Yep. And the whole thing goes back to boundaries. And I feel like I don't want to say it's just women because I don't know, but it feels like women in general, we struggle with boundaries because we've always been caretakers and nurturers and we were Mm -hmm. selfless and we give, give, give. And, you know, we're made to feel like if we ask for anything in return, like, how dare you? But guilty. (laughs) Right. Same. But boundaries, I think, too, are like. That's one of the things where I feel the same way that you were talking about with the other guy is. Well, shit, if I don't maintain these boundaries and enforce them, then he's just going to walk all over me and think I'm weak or think he can do whatever he wants. And But sometimes it's like, even with blurry boundaries or whatever this may be, am I okay? Like, let me check back in with me. Am I okay? And sometimes I am because sometimes I don't even know what those boundaries look like yet mm-hmm. or where that line is. But I don't feel taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like something bad is happening. So let me just continue to do what feels right until it doesn't. And then we can reassess. And then with the whole needy thing, I don't care if I'm needy. I'm a human being. We have needs. And so from now on, like when people are, oh, you don't want to be needy. You don't want to be that needy girl. I'm like, I will be needy because you know what? While you sit there in silence suffering over someone not meeting your needs that you refuse to voice, I'll sit here and be like, you know what? I let that person know what I needed and they either stepped up or they moved to the side. But at least I know now that my needs are either going to be met or not. Yeah. I don't care if you're going to call me needy. Ugh, next point. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were we just before we did this? You said something. As you're thinking about that, though, I do want to touch on needy. I actually, I'm very empowered by what you just said. Because again, because of men I've dated in the past, I've been called needy and when I look back I realize like nothing I wanted or asked for was like out of line it right. was always like bare minimum mm-hmm. right it was like actually usually me like usually me just asking for like any type of like basic respect but like right. that's besides the oh my god please respect yeah. can you oh you were asking for too much like <laughs> actually this is a girl a girl we've come a long way your girl's been in a lot of therapy but literally I remember having just conversations like why can't you respect me so quite literally Yikes. that was something I would ask for in the past. At least Baby you were Alex, asking for it. I know. Just letting it go, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> at eventually those times. Did. Yeah, <laughs> at time. Uh, Baby Alex was, uh, she had a lot of work she needed to do. And thankfully she did. Oh, but um, Yeah, but like, so, but with that, 
that is another trigger point for me because I find myself in relationships, even in the healthy ones, even in the good ones that I've been in over, you know, like the past couple years, um, that still being a struggle because, and then for me, it is once again, having to be like, these people are not your ex. Mm -hmm. These men are not the, the people that you have dated in your early and mid twenties. Like that's not what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, again, like if you, I know that my requests are not too much, quote unquote. I don't even like using that, but I know that they're very reasonable. And so if I were to ask for like a very reasonable thing and like you just said, like that can't be met or whatever, if you're listening, whatever that is for you, like whatever that need looks like for you, it's like you said, like, okay, either step up or step to the side. And if you step to the side, that sucks, right? That really hurts. But at least, you know, like at least, you know, then that that person, because like you said, like you'll just continue to sit and and suffer in silence. And that's so real. And again, it just kind of goes back to this whole like going, how do you go with with the the flow? flow. Yeah. Like to bring it back around because that is something that, again, women are labeled as needy. And it just really comes down to can you be in a safe place to like be with someone friendship otherwise where you can communicate what your needs are or like if someone oversteps a boundary it is hard for me I actually it's um I'm giving her a lot of shine right now but um it's been really cool to see how like me and my friend Delaney um how our friendship has grown because we started um we were friends in college and then you know remained in touch over the years but like really this past year became closer again. And what happened was she really started to work on herself. So she went to therapy, started dealing with her things. I had been in therapy, was dealing with my things. And it's been really like, truly, this sounds so corny. It has been such a joy to see how our friendship has grown. And I think it was like a month ago, I was venting to her about something. or I was really emotional about something. And she sent back a response and what's so cool about her she gives like such great insightful advice and is so careful to not project her feelings on it it's just usually like her asking a lot of questions like she's so good at like reading something and being like here from the emotions that I just like spilled onto the page here's what I feel like here that you're saying like and just kind of repeating it back to me so she's like so good at that but I forget what happened it was like some I did that where I just kind of went like text her all this stuff I'm really struggling because of this, this, and this. And her response back to me, I guess, was like a little bit more, not aggressive, but it wasn't like normal. It was like a little bit more, you just need to do this, this, and this. And it was like kind of, I was very frustrated with it. And she sent me a long voice note a couple hours later. And she was just like, hey, I'm really sorry. Like, I feel like your frustration, but this is why I responded this way. And it was because I... Uh, you know, she, at the time she was like, I didn't know how to help you. And like my biggest thing for me is like, I get upset when I don't know how to help someone oh that I gosh, love. I and that. so I, she was like, I, that was me. She's like, you probably didn't even think it was lashing out, but that was me being frustrated. And so I'm really sorry about that. So like, and then just like so eloquently said to me how she was feeling. We went, moved through this conflict, quote unquote. And I actually called her crying. And she was like, why are you crying? I was like, because no one has ever so eloquently 
mapped out what they were feeling and why they lashed out the way you just did. Like I've never, that's, that just blew me away. Mm-hmm. And so even in friendships, as you are, again, I really struggle with friendships um, too. just being like, Hey, that hurt my feelings. That's really hard for me to say. It's like, yeah. so hard for me to say, because I'm scared that I'll be met with defensiveness and retaliation mm-hmm. or you just overreacted or whatever. Cause I've heard that stuff before. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, made to feel shame for feelings that I have, I've felt, or if my feelings were hurt, which is crazy. Um, but even there, like you can't go with the flow, even in friendship. Like that's not you. If you can just continue to put all that on the back burner for the sake of going with the flow, like that's not healthy either. It's going to come up at some point. Yeah. And, and it's going to explode. A good way. Yeah. And so it's just like even in conflict and stuff like there is such a thing as healthy conflict. Like absolutely. You can't just be like, oh, it's fine. Like whatever. Like I'm just, you know, you know, you you got to experience healthy conflict, too. And that's, again, in, in any type of relationship. Right. It's I also real. think like conflict's never going to feel good. So when people hear healthy conflict, they don't like that. People are probably listening to this being like, geez, I've never experienced healthy conflict. But the reality is like it still hurts and it's still not yeah, fun. Right. But, like, you have to be able to talk about it. Right. You know, because I've gone from a point with my boyfriend where we did not have healthy conflict and we broke up. And then Mm -hmm. we decided, like, oh, wait, we probably could handle this a lot better. And, like, it still sucks when we fight. And there's still things that, like, you know, come up that bother us. But now it's, like, we talk about it and then it's, like, we resolve. Right. And that's what my therapist brought up, too, is, you know, I told her about a recent conflict I had. And she was, like, that's healthy conflict because... Mm -hmm. That's how you learn each other's limitations. That's how you learn more about the other person, what triggers them, what's going on, things, you know, how you may show up that you're not even aware of that can be seen or perceived in a way with them that you're not even thinking Mm -hmm. about because you don't have the experiences that they have, so they don't see it the same way you do. And those are things that you would never know. Until you get into conflict. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's huge for me with like my romantic relationships and my potential partner is I need to know how you fight because Mm -hmm. I can't. It's inevitable that we're going to get into arguments and I I know what I will and won't accept in that environment. I can't have a man yelling at me. I will shut down. I can't have a man, you know, being physical. I can't have name calling. I can't have any of those things. So if that's your like go-to response, then we have way bigger issues that need to be resolved. Mm -hmm. So in a way to me, when I do get into conflict with people, whether it's, you know, a guy that I'm romantically involved with or a friend or whatever, you learn so much more about that other person and they get to learn more about you by the way you react. And so it's, in that case, it can always be healthy in that sense because you're learning something. Yeah. And oh, that can I never happen without it. Yeah. I love that you said that. I mean, it's unfortunate I'm in a relationship right now where I can immediately apply that. But, like, I really— <laughs> Hold it in your back pocket. I'm going to put okay. it right in my back pocket. But, like, that actually is really—that's really profound for me to hear because um, even, even to build on that, I remember talking to a friend of mine who um, has been married for a while, the great relationship— but they talk she she put into terms for me i guess as you know i've really struggled with with that idea of going with the flow and conflict and how those it, in my brain they kind of clash and she said i always like look at conflict of uh, like 
with my husband as like, okay, but like you push through it and then like you learn more about them or Mm -hmm. you get to the other side Mm -hmm. and you become stronger and better for it. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like you, you, it's not a brick wall. Like you go through it and then you're better for it, hopefully on the other side. Right. And so I, even just hearing that, it was like, oh, I have never, I've never thought of it that way. Because we've never seen it that way. No, we haven't. Right. And that's the thing. I was like, oh, I've never seen it that way. And so that's really profound to know that and recognize that too. Um, But it does, it is, it is so interesting how like, I guess this is a question, uh, I'll ask, ask you this question. What do you think going with the flow, quote unquote, really comes down to? Do you really, I think like, would you say it's, it comes down to boundaries and knowing what your boundaries are? I think boundaries have a huge part of it, but I think ultimately going with the flow for me, when I think about it, it's almost like I'm a very visual person. So like I envision myself floating in water, right? Mm -hmm. Like stomach up, sun's hitting me. It's great. Now the current can change. So it's a matter of do I in certain situations want to stay belly up and just let it take me wherever I'm going to go, not knowing that there could be a waterfall like two seconds mm-hmm. away and I might die? Or do I want to turn over and like see where I'm going and then say, okay, I might have to make a turn that I didn't think I'd have to make, but at least like I can navigate it a little better. So to me, it's not so much controlling the outcome or or trying to figure out like, or be two steps ahead, because again, that's fear. That's me trying to plan and plot because I've been hurt before and I don't want to be hurt again. So Mm -hmm. like, let me figure out where this, what's happening so I can know when that I I need to do this or do that or, you know, pre-plan. You can't do that. You can only be in the moment. So for me, going with the flow is understanding that I'm allowed to know where I'm going or at least to see where the current's leading Mm -hmm. and I can find acceptance and peace in whatever that may be, as long as I'm staying true to who I am and what I need. Mm. So I think step one for anyone is what do you need? Mm. What is it that you really need? What is it that you really want? And how is that aligned or not aligned with what's actually happening in your life? Mm. And that's where boundaries come into play. You know, am I being too, you know, open and okay with what's happening because I'm afraid of conflict because I don't want confrontation because I feel like I'm not allowed to say what I want or whatever. You're not serving yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing my therapist kept telling me too. She was like, Bruna, your biggest issue is self blame. You blame yourself for everything. Same. We're the same person. We are the same person. (laughs) And she was like, you don't consider your needs enough. You consider everyone else's needs and you try to make it cool for them. What does Bruna want? What does Bruna need? And stick to that and be okay with that. And even just hearing that, I was like, ugh, like I feel like I'm not allowed, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's true. And I mean, if I look at my healthy relationships across, you know, my life as far as romantic friendships, whatever, it it was never even felt like weird to voice what I need Mm -hmm. or because they love you and they care about you and, and they may even know that it's weird for you. So they'll take the extra step to just already ask or do whatever is needed. And so those types of people I hold on to, but I also know it's my responsibility, not theirs to 
come to terms with the fact that I need to become more comfortable with speaking up for myself because no one else will Mm. and understanding what it is that I need and, and being able to communicate that openly and honestly with people and be okay with whatever it is that comes of that. Mm. I can't control what someone else is going to tell me, but I can control my reaction to it. Yeah. So I think like women are just, um, like, again, we kind of put a lot of maybe our own needs and emotions on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And like, I think for me, a lot of it, I've, I've noticed, uh, whether it be in breakup processes in relationship, I really hate the feeling of feeling weak. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, maybe there's that, that connection of if I'm voicing this need or if I can't do this, or if I need this, that, that means I'm not strong enough and mm-hmm. I'm too weak, but it's kind of insane because it's like, you, why? I mean, it's completely reasonable. I don't, I want to give myself mm-hmm. a little bit grace there, but like, why wouldn't we like why right. you it's know, almost like the opposite like you're strong when you can ask for the things exactly right. absolutely you're absolutely but right it takes a long time to get to that feeling of being okay with being like uh like whatever this is is not working for me and i need to change it yeah right exactly so. Ooh, erica with a gem okay. drop it always here to drop them no i was like you actually i wasn't even sure where i was going with it and then you just wrapped it up so <laughs> nicely it, it was like, like a nice little alley-oop situation it really right she really alley-ooped basketball. That. she did <laughs> no i mean wow it's it's i think that this was again as people i think just in dating if you want to circle back to dating um so many people are just like i i feel like i see so many situationships and stuff like that out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. There's a lot of people just in modern dating in general that there's a lot of anxiety that does come with it. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a lot of fear of having, being able to express what you want. Maybe there are situations that can be quote unquote that perceived as delicate, but what I was hoping that if people are listening right now and they are in a position where they're dating or even if you're married and listening to this, I right? was going to say, you I don't still think learn. this stops. Like, no, it doesn't. I'm in a fully committed. We discuss like we are, fully together but it's like some days I'm like I don't know what he wants I don't know what we're doing are we gonna get married I don't know but then I have to check myself and go okay actually what do I need right now yeah you know and also to that point and I'm happy you brought brought that up because I remember like um again it, it it's all about the balance between what do you need and also like make sure you're not projecting mm-hmm. and checking your anxiety at the door and I had a conversation a great conversation with a friend the other day who's like in a loving wonderful very healthy relationship like it's really cool when I see my friends getting these like really healthy cool Mm -hmm. like good relationships and we were kind of talking about like that whole thing where um even when I was you know dating this last guy what I had to again ask myself those questions okay where is this coming from is this are you wanting to have this conversation because you're scared of something do you want to have this conversation because it's really just anxiety bait like what where are you looking for validation validation? exactly are you look that was the big one and if I was me looking for validation I just checked it at the door and I was just like we're just gonna have to deal with this yeah on your own but there's always something right like something else and so I had friends be like hey as you're worried, like you, you're not even like living presently right now and what happening because you're just constantly like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. If you don't like learn how to like put the kibosh on that right now, there will always be something mm-hmm. that you are going to be anticipating mm-hmm. in this in this relationship or any relationship that you find and then yourself. You're not in. even here, and then you're not even here. Yeah. So you know, even with of course, have the DTR rela- the DTR conversation, determine the relationship. 
check all that. But also like if it's for me, at least I'll only speak for myself. What I was realizing, it was more based in this type of anxiety of like just constantly anticipating and like wanting to feel like and and not even like really living in the moment or enjoying what was happening or letting things maybe evolve naturally. And it was kind of just checking in with myself because I have had friends be like, yo, you will just get to a point where it's like, well, when are we going to get married? When are we going to have babies? Mm-hmm. When are we going to buy a house? When are we going to do this? Like what's there's always going to be something and so for me, it was learning how to curb a lot of that. And again, finding that balance, like mm-hmm. finding the balance of what are my needs? What do I need? But also, am I just looking for validation? Because if that's what it is, that's a different story. Right? <laughs> it doesn't serve me. Yeah. Right. It really doesn't. So is there anything else you feel like we should talk about? Is there anything else? Did you ever come back to that point that you were trying to figure <laughs> I out? I don't think so. Like you were We'd just, probably we'll end it up for the next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do a whole one on it next time. Just like, no, I have an outline of the I'll next I'll text show. you at like midnight, yeah. like, ah, this is what it was. Yeah. Just leave it in the comment section on this uh, post <laughs> yeah. that we're going to be doing on Instagram. She's you like, guys. so to my point, <laughs> what I was right. going right. to say, uh, insert this in the 33 mark, minute mark. Um, Bruna, well, first off, wasn't expecting you to make me cry, but I was like, oh my gosh, you yeah, dropped no, me so either. many bombs on me. I know, Erica's <laughs> like, I was so uncomfortable. I was literally like, like lovely listening to you guys and then I was like oh my gosh Alex is crying <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't That's ready beautiful. for that but oh, it's fine it was wow you yeah it's I but again I've really been like oh paying attention what are the things that like evoke emotion in me and that evoked a lot of emotion in me for a reason that's a beautiful thing. um it is but Bruna I love you so much I love um, you back. You'll be back go on. Go read her book and like go yeah, find her blog. Yeah, please go read her book. Um, That's great. You'll cry too. Yes. I was going to say, someone probably go. cried today listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> if you did, hey. You're not alone. No, you're not alone. Yeah. Um, her book is Let the Let That Shit Go, A Journey to Forgiveness, Healing, and Understanding Love. It is fantastic. Um, and then you also have Morning Brew that you've been doing. Oh my gosh, yes. My little. You even talk about your live one, but. Yeah. It's okay. It's just so funny because Morning Brew came out of nowhere and it was just like a funny little thing I do on IGTV every week where I answer questions with my cup of coffee and like it, it's my way of one kind of breaking the barrier of feeling like you got to be all produced and pretty and Mm -hmm. perfect on social media because it's literally right after I wake up in the morning. I have no makeup on. I can't even really function fully but I'm just like this is real life yeah and so for for me especially because I was the type of girl where like I never wanted anyone to see me without makeup on I was so insecure I was so like oh my gosh no I have a flaw can't post that picture you know and Mm. and then I was like screw it because I am tired and this is who I am right uh your 30s will do that to you so I was just like let me just do this you know it's a play on my name obviously morning brew with coffee and And I just love interacting with people and I feel like I get a lot of DMs with relationship questions and things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, this is a way for us Mm -hmm. because your question is not just your question. There's other people who have it. So like, let's talk about it. So yeah, I do that every Thursday, but right now I'm on a social media hiatus Nice. Trying to recharge. It's Good been you. the best thing. I say I applaud you a this lot. This is now because... the second guest in a month that we've That's, had on yeah. that was doing a social media hiatus and has been loving it. Yeah. It, if I didn't need it for work, I don't know that I would be on social media. My screen time has gone down by five hours. Wow. 
So, like, do I really care that much about your life or letting you know my every move? I think not. Probably not. Yeah. Good for you, girl. Thank you. Um, plug your social media real quick just when you go when you go back on it eventually. Oh, yeah. Please. I mean, I'll be there shortly. It's uh, <laughs> on Instagram. You can find me at Bruna with five A's, B-R-U-N-A-A-A-A-A, <laughs> or at Prob with Dating. That's um, my website, theproblemwithdating.com. BrunaNessif.com and Twitter at BrunaNessif, B-R-U-N-A-N-E-S-S-I-F. Awesome. Girl, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. You're the best. We love having you on. I'm not leaving. (laughs) You're not allowed to leave. It's fine. Um, Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, Alex on the mic, A-L-E-X on the M-I-C. Um, for some reason, um, Instagram and Twitter has been blocking um, the Apple podcast links, like, we don't know what their beef is. So right go now. search for them and yeah. figure so it search out. For right. Tries her best. Or um, I think the Spotify and iHeart link is in my bio too. Um, but subscribe, listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. We love you. If there's something, a ta- topic you want us to tackle, um, hit me up on the DM or whatever. Erica too. All right, guys. Okay, bye. bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.